every Monday night from Prop Swap. Founder turned co-host. What's going on, Luke? You all right, man? What's going on, Ryan? How are you? Happy I'm Monday. good, man. Yeah, happy Monday. Uh, another overreaction Monday for us here in studio. <laughs> if we're uh, if we're Eagles fans, and you're a Bears fan, mm-hmm. so yeah, I, I've adopted the Eagles as well. They're they're a they're a one B in the in loose hierarchy of, of NFL teams. I'm sorry that you've adopted them because they are. <laughs> They are an absolute mess. They're not behaving this year. <laughs> they are not behaving. Uh, Carson Wentz, he looked okay. He looked okay. Yeah. They had some moments. Travis Fogham went ham. I mean, that dude balled out, but Claypool won up them a little bit, and the Steelers and Big Ben, they get a win, and the Eagles, they get a loss. But another loss in the NFC East, and we'll get into that, Dak Prescott. And I'm not being a jerk. I'm not being insensitive here, Luke, but – you you go on social and all over TV after that injury. I thought the man passed away. Yeah, <laughs> it's, like, I, it's I, so I aggressive. Could have, I could have pumped the brakes a little bit on on the the morning uh, right with with the U the morning with the U of of his uh, of his injury. Um, uh, you know, first of all, I don't want anyone getting injured. I don't care if it's football, baseball, basketball, exactly. hockey. No one. I don't want anyone to get injured. Yep. Um, it's part of the game. Um and I I would have liked to see you know first of all they stunk the Eagles stunk or sorry the Cowboys stunk yes they were terrible they um, were so even if he does finish the season you know I'm not sure what they would have done this year um but you know I I agree I thought you know I was listening to Dan Levitar just now on the way over here mm-hmm. and he was talking about how first take um with Greeny they literally spent. 30 minutes talking about Dak's injury and like LeBron just won his fourth NBA finals last night like maybe let's talk about the man dominating the NBA playoffs and winning his fourth ring rather than a guy who was on a one in three football team getting injured yep I'm with you I'm sorry that it happened and I I certainly don't want anyone to be to be harmed but I just the Eagle the Cowboys weren't doing anything this year yeah. Um it seems like the NFC East is is a dumpster fire unfortunately. Like always. Um so I yeah, I I would much rather have have addressed the the Lakers success and you know Russell Wilson had a killer game last night and He did, um, man. The Mahomes got totally upset. Yeah. I don't know what to make about that Las Vegas Raiders team, man. Are they are they for real? Is it, is it are they fraudulent? I don't know. I don't know, I don't know either. And team. and you and I are going to talk about that. And we've talked about the Raiders here on the past, both you and I, Luke, um regarding their value and sell or buy and Luke, you were on the record. You you attacked Gruden, man. Yeah. You said not I, not here. I'm, I'm over him. Yeah. I I still like it's a great divisional win that the Las Vegas Raiders got. Um, you know, I looked at their odds right now. They're still fifty to one to win the Super Bowl at MGM. Okay. Um, so the books would kind of agree with me that we're still not going to give them too much um, shade. You know? Do but, you know they beat they beat the Chiefs? So what? It's a big you know, win. It's a gigantic it's a win. win, and um, their offensive line looked great. Derek Carr is he's he's an average quarterback. Um, but hey, you beat Mahomes in in a divisional win, uh, pretty handedly. You know, it's not like they pull off a, a last minute touchdown. Like they they whooped them. They did. They um, whooped them twenty four twenty four at half, I believe, and they end up going on to win that game. So that's a big win for that team. That's their second big win as we're only yeah. in well, early to mid October. Yeah, you know, they take down the Saints and now the Chiefs. Yeah, I mean, maybe the Saints are fraudulent though too. They're they got they got. Yeah, down twenty to three against the LA Chargers. Twenty to ten now, and there's yeah. just over eight minutes left in the second half. In the third quarter, excuse me, still a whole fourth quarter left to go here. So we'll keep you updated with that. We still have to talk about the NBA Finals, as Luke alluded to. Um, the Cowboys get all the play on the national media for fair or foul. I think it's more foul. They haven't done squat in my thirty years of existence. I was in diapers when Troy Aikman was doing what he was doing. So. You know, we'll we'll get into that injury and how it impacts the Philadelphia Eagles and us locally. We'll get into the NBA Finals and LeBron James, and we'll get into, for example, the Raiders and where does their odds move now? Like, wh- where's the movement of the odds there? Luke mentioned fifty to one. Well, where were they a week or two ago? And we'll go through all of that with not only them but a lot of different teams and individual awards, NFC East projections. We got a busy show for you right here, live in the Prop Swap Studios. Ryan and Luke hanging with you tonight on The Fix. What was the biggest story of the weekend? 
What was it? I mean, you have Alex Smith, who everyone was cringing at when he entered the game. You obviously have Dak Prescott. You have the Eagles loss. And you have LeBron and the Lakers and LeBron getting his fourth ring. So we'll go through all the biggest stories. We'll break down the Eagles loss. And we'll have some fun right here. So stay tuned. We're going to take a quick break. And then Luke and I are going to come at you with some prop swap value, buy, sell, all that good stuff. Keep it locked. The smart sports better knows where to find the best odds before placing a bet. And that's why smart bettors use PropSwap, America's marketplace to buy and sell sports bets. PropSwap customers always find the best odds because you're buying directly from other bettors like yourself. See a ticket you like but think the price is too high? Submit a bid for a price you think is fair, then buy it. Become a smarter sports better today. Go to PropSwap.com right now or download the PropSwap app. PropSwap, where America buys and sells Sports bets. The second level. Let's go! German lower league side SG Ripdorf Molzen 2 suffered a 37 to nothing defeat on Sunday after only fielding seven players in a bid to maintain social distancing against their opponents as they feared contracting the coronavirus. So, I, I don't know here. I mean, what about the seven guys who were thrown out there, right? Is that just by Lotto? How do you determine that? They threw seven guys out there on the pitch, and they got pounded into the ground 37 to nothing. The Clippers didn't even lose that bad. Why wouldn't you just not play the match? Wouldn't that be the best thing to do? If you're going to take the L, you know you're not going to win with only seven guys out there anyway. So what what statement are you making here? The second level with Aton Shander. Weekdays from 11 a.m. to 1 p.m. Eastern. On AM 1490 Sports Betting Radio. DelVal Insurance wants to save you 40% on your car insurance right now. And they will do it today. Here's managing partner Jim Mulebrunner. A lot of people pay a lot more premium than they need to. And they may not have the coverage to to justify what they're paying. There's no charge for the complimentary insurance review. You will save money and you will connect with a company that is an advocate, not a broker. Go to DVIGI.com or simply call Jim at 215-354-0122. That's 215-354-0122. I've met clients that think that I, as an independent agent, charge a fee versus going direct to Geico or going direct to Progressive. We do not charge a fee. Let DelVal Insurance save you up to 40% on your car insurance. Get your complimentary review. Call Jim Mulebrenner directly at 215-354-0122. 215-354-0122. Your savings are a phone call away. Sports are back, baby. And it's time to get those jerseys, those youth jerseys, those youth trophies, logos, everything you need to get that sports league up and running. So who do you call? There's only one place to call. It's Keystone Recognition. Over 40 years of servicing Philadelphia, Bucks, Montgomery, Chester, and South Jersey counties. Promotional items, logo clothing, retirement plaques. They do it all, and they do it safely. Think of Keystone Recognition for your PPE needs. That's masks, hand sanitizers, and more. Keystone Recognition provides non-contact pickup and delivery. So give Jeremy and Johnny a call. 215-464-9900. Or check them out online at Keystone Recognition. You're listening to The Fix with Ryan Rothstein, live from the PropSwap studios of AM 1490 Sports Betting Radio. Prop swap that ticket and cash in while the odds have improved. Once again, here's Ryan. Ah, oh, that's right. You heard the man. Welcome back, everyone, to The Fix. Ryan and Luke. My co-host with me every single Monday night in the Prop Swap Studios, founder of Prop Swap. Not getting this anywhere else, people. I mean, not to pat my own back, but I'll, I'll pat it. <laughs> I got the man in studio with me to my right. And, uh, you know, there's a lot to get into tonight. A lot of recap and still a lot of preview. But we mentioned LeBron James getting his fourth NBA ring, and the haters are still going to hate. That's fine. You can hate all you want. His ring with his third different team. He's been the 10 NBA Finals. What, um, nine of the last 10 he missed last year, and that was really it before that eight-year run. Right back at it this year, and they get another one, as DJ Khaled would say. So, Luke, we try to tell you, we try to tell the people there's value and opportunity here. So where did 
all the listeners miss out with some Lakers and LeBron prop swap value and results. Yeah. Um, I mean, we were selling Lakers tickets all playoffs long. Uh, I know that I, we mailed out so many winners this morning after uh, the Lakers won them in six games. Um, <clears throat> you know, we talk about selling long shots or prop swap. And the Miami Heat were one of the biggest long shots in the NBA history since gambling <laughs> odds have, have been assessed in the NBA. Mm-hmm. Um, and we had a guy that bet $200 at 201 odds. It was last July. He made that bet. And he sold it before the NBA final started for $9,000. And we always get the pushback like, oh, no, this time it's going to be different. This time when I have my 201 ticket, now the team's going to win. You know, and I would point to the San Francisco 49ers last year. They were 50 to 1 odds to start the season. Everyone was like, no, like this time the Niners are going to win. Well, they lost. And the Vegas Golden Knights, you know, three years ago, they were 500 to 1 odds. And if you had a $20 ticket, you could have sold it for $8,000. Right? <laughs> yeah. Like, and people were like, no, like this time it's different. I'm not going to sell my $20 ticket for $8,000. And I'm just like trying to. Tell people, like, sell your ticket and then go make a new bet on that team. Or just make two separate bets originally. I, I think... Totally. Luke, isn't it just the the mind wanting to have the ticket in your possession? Like, that's the biggest hesitation for these people. It's like, I, I just like having this in my pocket and yeah. having constant action. I don't want to sell it. But it's just redirecting that mindset. Well, if you have 50 bucks on futures, instead of making a $50 bet at 200 to 1, make two $25 bets. Yeah. And then you have an asset in your pocket and you can still hang on to the other ticket that you so desperately want to hang on to. Yeah. No, that, that's <laughs> a good point. You know, and and I get not wanting to get rid of all of your exposure. So, you know, your solution right there is make two tickets. And uh, we're trying to teach people if you go make a ticket in Las Vegas and New Jersey and Mississippi wherever you're betting on sports, Make two tickets so you have options so you can sell one on PropSwap if your team, like the Miami Heat, advances them to the NBA Finals like they obviously just did. Yeah. What And if you don't have two tickets, which some people do, some people don't, my response to you is, like, this guy who has this Chiefs ticket, right? This guy has a, he has a giant parlay. He bet $400. He got the Braves to win the NL East. He got the Tampa Bay Lightning to win the Stanley Cup. He bet... Um, the a Seattle Storm to win the WNBA Finals, and now his four hundred dollar ticket collects one hundred and seventy one thousand dollars if the Chiefs win the Super Bowl. <laughs> and before this loss, what to do the, you do there? <laughs> so before this loss to the Raiders on Sunday, that ticket would have sold for around forty G's. And I got a I got a serious buyer at, at uh, to say he would bid forty thousand. That was on Friday. Okay. Um, and now, obviously, the Chiefs' odds have gone down because they got shellacked by the Las Vegas Raiders. Um, so my response to this guy is like, look, sell it for 40 Gs, take 20 Gs of the 40, and go make a new bet on the Chiefs. Right? So yeah. now you've you've cleared 20 from us. That's in the bank. That's done and dusted. You put another 20,000 on the Chiefs. Right now their odds are 4 to 1. You could even maybe get them plus 450. Yeah. So that ticket... And odds of four to one would collect a hundred thousand dollars. Like <laughs> this is still serious money. Like, this is yeah. we're not talking about. We're not talking peanuts. We're not talking a cheesesteak. Yeah, this is like, this is life changing. This is life changing. Yes, a hundred. So now you get twenty from us, and you have the upside of getting another hundred if the Chiefs win the Super Bowl. Like yeah, sign me up. It's it's uh, you know there's there's something called possession bias, and it means we value stuff because we own it more than the next guy. Mm. And that's what I was saying earlier. Like, everyone keeps saying to me, like, no, like, this time it's going to be different. Like, this time, now the Chiefs are going to win the Super Bowl because I have the ticket. Like, this time, the Miami Heat are going to win the NBA Finals because I have the ticket. (laughs) And, like, that's not how sports work, I'm here to tell you, because LeBron James don't give a a rat's behind of, <laughs> about of, you about and he doesn't you, even know you about, about your ticket that you have in Atlantic City, New Jersey. Like LeBron doesn't care about that. Sorry if that you know ruffles some feathers, but that's the truth. Yeah. That's the harsh reality. And it's like I, you look at it this way. I think the possession bias. That's what I was trying to communicate as well. Two hundred to one odds. Let's just use that example where they cashed in. You have. A 200 to 1 chance to win that bet. So when you have an opportunity to get a return on your investment, 
at that type of margin, you have to do it. Yeah. Like, what are you holding on to? You can, like you said, we're repeating ourselves a little bit, but you can just go right back and make that bet again. It's going to be different odds, but you're winning and you live yeah. to see another day. And that's what we're, that's the opportunity I think you're getting that you can't get anywhere else, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, so NFL, we led that off with LeBron and we ended up getting into a little bit of NFL right there anyway. I- I'm looking at NFL Super Bowl odds, okay? These are updated odds. And the Chiefs, despite that loss, they're still 4-1 to one on DraftKings. They're plus 450 on FanDuel. So depending on where you shop, those are some options for you. What are some maybe misleading top 10 teams like I look at the Steelers and maybe I'm just a bitter Eagles fan coming off that loss Luke they're 14 to 1 they're 1 2 3 4 5 they're sixth best odds right now to win the Super Bowl is that a little smoke and mirrors to you yeah I mean you know we talked about this a little bit last week if given my two options of the Steelers at 12 to 1 and I can get the Browns at 35 to 1 yeah in the same division Mm mm-hmm um, you know, if we if we kind of agree that the Ravens are going to run away with it, which I'm not sure is a lock, but they certainly at this point in the season are the best of those three teams, no yeah. doubt about it. Um, but if you're going to give me 35 to one odds on the Browns versus 12 to one on the Steelers, like I'll take 35 to one on the Browns. Absolutely. And with prop swap, that's really what you're you're focusing on, right? Like you're you're focusing on. This is how value. I look at it. Focusing on value. Value, and where can I get opportunity in the next two to four weeks to make a return on a futures bet? Right? Yes. So yes. so the, the Steelers bet, if you're looking to get out of that before the end of the year, which you should be because there's constant opportunity on PropSwap, then you need to scroll down a little bit. <laughs> like, forget the sure, the Chiefs are the hot commodity, and, and there's nothing wrong with going that down that road. Not trying to sway you one certain direction but you look at the bucks even i mean they're 16 to 1 13 to 1 even 20 to 1 at bet mgm so that's there's some value i like that i like that too yeah, i had the bucks at 20 to 1 yeah in the, in the nfc um yeah like i i don't see the steelers seeing the ravens in the playoffs or seeing the seeing the chiefs in the playoffs and winning i don't i don't see that happening i don't either I really don't. And listen, they have a Hall of Fame coach. They have a Hall of Fame quarterback. And they have some great weapons. That Claypool dude is legit. Yeah, he's um, the truth. They have Juju. They have Con- They have Connor. So, you know, we're not really hating on them. I just don't – it's a yeah, little too I don't, I don't like that number. Like, yeah. I, I, I think I agree that the Steelers are a good football team, but 12-1 to 1, yeah. at this point in the season, I would I would not be a buyer of 12-1. to 1. Given that the Browns, I can get a 35-1. to 1. I, I would not be a buyer of the Sears at twelve to one. Would you put the Browns in the top three best value right now for for Super Bowl future? Yeah, just to put you on the spot for yeah, a second. I would. Yeah, I would. Given, so, I would yeah, agree. I'm not, I'm not taking any single digits on October twelfth. Right. Exactly. I, just, I you you'll still if you're if you're really long on the Chiefs. Okay, fine. They're going to get to the playoffs and still be like four to one. Yeah. Right, so why are you going to lock your money up today? There's no movement in the there. first week of October, second week of October, and lock my money up until February, when the Chiefs are going to enter the play. They're not going to enter the playoffs at two to one. No, right? the, the best case scenario, if with, you want with an value, added wild card team this year, yes, that's another good point. Expanded playoffs. If you want value and you're a believer in the Chiefs, you want them to lose a couple games in a row. Correct. <laughs> then that value is going to go down, and if you still believe in them, that's when. You buy when they're at their lowest point, essentially. So right now is not the time. I would say the Browns are up there, and I still love the Patriots. Yeah, I love the mm-hmm. Patriots twenty-five to one, yep. and even thirty to one at Bet MGM. I'm not yep. ever betting against Belichick. Yep, I would. I would be a buyer of the Pats at thirty to one. Mm-hmm. Um, the Colts. Would you buy or sell them right now with Philip Rivers yeah. being Philip Rivers yesterday? Yeah, yeah. He he sure <laughs> looked like old Philip Rivers yesterday. Yeah. Um, gosh, I just. If it's Colts or the Browns, I'm still going with the Browns. Okay. I'm still going with the Browns. I think Kevin Stefanski's got something going on over there. Odell Beckham, like we talked about last week, he had his best game in three to four years last Sunday. Like, mm. he needs to look like that more often. He does. Um, I'm not ready to downgrade them because of the Nick Chubb injury. I think Kareem Hunt is a very formidable replacement. And that Johnson kid. Yeah. He's stepping up. I don't yeah. even – I think he went to South Florida. I'm not even sure where he went, but yeah. he's a – He's a viable option. So they're just fine, man. The Browns are just fine, and I've been a Browns hater a little bit, but I just look at their body of work. 
Like, same with the Cowboys. What have you done for me lately or in the past 20 years for the Cowboys and yeah. Browns? They haven't done bleep. So, sorry, not sorry. How about the Raiders? 40 to 1. They just beat they just beat the Chiefs. Let's get back into them for a second. Yep. Um, yeah, and they could have been found as recently. So, I know beginning of the season, we had a lot of, a lot of prop swap sellers to take the Raiders at 80 to 1 odds. Wow. Um, that could have been found at BetMGM. Um, and then even a couple of weeks ago, I think they were still 60 to 1. You can even get them in 50 to 1 right now. Um, but given all of my options in the AFC, I would not pick the Raiders. I think the Titans are still interesting at 40 to 1 odds. If they ever get back on the field. Yeah, if they play, they play again this year. <laughs> I have Derrick Henry on my fantasy team, and he's just, that's killing me. Yeah. But <laughs> that's rough. I know. Anyway. That, that, that team's good. The Titans are a, are a good team. Again, you know, they're going to get to the playoffs and run into a buzzsaw of, of you know, the Baltimore or, or Kansas City. So that's my concerns with taking AFC teams. Yes. Because you're going to have to run into one of those two juggernauts in the playoffs. Yep. Um, so if I was taking long shots, I would, I would probably lean more towards the NFC. Um, you know, it's... I still like the Rams. The Rams' odds have cratered down. They, Do you, you like could, the Rams? Yeah. I'm not sold on – I don't know why, man. I'm just not sold on golf. Brutal. I'm not a Jared Goff guy. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, No, I'm not a Jared Goff guy. I love Sean McVay, though. I do, too. Um, you know, the running back trio. They got Henderson, who had a great game on Sunday. They got – I love Cam Akers. I know he's been injured a little bit this year. But right. Malcolm Brown is pretty solid. Um, but I agree. No, I'm not a Jared Goff guy, but he's a puppet. Like, Sean McVay is the yes, puppet master. he is the and, puppet and master. Jared Goff's just the puppet, and <laughs> Sean McVay's telling him exactly what to do, and apparently it can work because he went to the Super Bowl. And, That's fair. And Jimmy Garoppolo is, is Kyle Shanahan's puppet. Yes. Well, know? I don't know how much longer, man. I mean, I, maybe they rushed him back. I don't know what the deal is now with the Niners moving forward, but I, listen, Garoppolo's the guy. I'm not saying that, but you and I might have talked about this a couple weeks ago. I, uh, C.J. Buffard looked pretty darn good. Me too. Against the Eagles. Me too, dude. He looked pretty darn good. And, and I don't think Shanahan's in love with Garoppolo, man. No. So I don't know how long of a leash Garoppolo has moving forward. If he stays banged up and he can't get on the field at 100%, makes some mistakes. That That's that's a situation that I don't love out there for any betting purposes as it relates no. to San Fran. No. So sell your Niners ticket on Props Lab. We'll get you a ham sandwich. There you go. Get a ham sandwich on Luke. So still much more to come here. Those are some of the value opportunities at PropSwap. I love the Browns. The Patriots you're always going to love, especially if they're lingering around 20, 25, even 30 to 1 on BetMGM at least. Um, the Colts, despite Phillip Rivers being Phillip Rivers again yesterday after three weeks of, okay, maybe the Colts are decent. He went back to his old self. But we'll get more into that a little bit later. We have John McMullen coming up next. I want to get into some NFL MVP updated odds with Luke, too. We'll probably do that at 11 o'clock, um, MLB postseason, and we'll keep you updated, of course, on Monday Night Football as the Saints attack on another three. It's 20-13. to 13. Chargers and Justin Herbert have the ball with just under two minutes remaining in the third quarter. Bottom of the seventh between the Braves and the Dodgers, 1-1, one, one, one out. We'll keep you updated there. Keep it locked as we're live in the Prop Swap Studios on AM1490. The smart sports better knows where to find the best odds before placing a bet, and that's why smart bettors use PropSwap, America's marketplace to buy and sell sports bets. PropSwap customers always find the best odds because you're buying directly from other bettors like yourself. See a ticket you like but think the price is too high? Submit a bid for a price you think is fair, then buy it. Become a smarter sports better today. Go to PropSwap.com right now or download the PropSwap app. PropSwap, where America buys and sells Sports bets. Malamut and Associates is South Jersey's endorsed and preferred personal injury and workers' compensation firm, specializing in finding success during your greatest time of need. Managing partner Adam Malamut's history in South Jersey is heralded with recognition and awards. Yet his approach to law is rather simple: to serve each and every client until justice has been served. Get connected with Adam at MalamutLaw.com and let the power of Malamut and Associates represent you when it matters most. Malamut and Associates. South Jersey's best. Heard it work? Go right now to InjuredWorkers.com. When you're injured on the job, your family is injured as well. Turn to a firm of legal attorneys that can help, that care, and that you can count on. 
go to InjuredWorkers.com from Malamut and Associates. Nobody plans to get injured. When it happens, you need InjuredWorkers.com. Get the help you need from InjuredWorkers.com. Go to InjuredWorkers.com right now. The secret is out about the award-winning Wycombe Public House. People travel from everywhere for their mouth-watering 10-ounce burgers and the area's best wings, nightly food specials, their turkey ball, and their homemade treats. Wycombe Public House is a craft beer paradise with 18 rotating drafts, including a weekly selection from acclaimed local brewery Tired Hands. So hop in the car and take a drive to Bucks County because when you arrive at the Wycombe Public House, you'll know that you're home. DelVal Insurance wants to save you 40% on your car insurance right now, and they will do it today. Here's managing partner Jim Muehlbrunner. A lot of people pay a lot more premium than they need to, and they may not have the coverage to to justify what they're paying. There's no charge for the complimentary insurance review. You will save money, and you will connect with a company that is an advocate, not a broker. Go to DVIGI.com or simply call Jim at 215-354-0122. That's 215-354-0122. I've met clients that think that I, as an independent agent, charge a fee versus going direct to GEICO or going direct to Progressive. We do not charge a fee. Let DelVal Insurance save you up to 40% on your car insurance. Get your complimentary review. Call Jim Muehlbrenner directly at 215-354-0122. 215-354-0122. Your savings are a phone call away. What would you do with an extra $284,783 in retirement? Sure, it sounds too good to be true, but that's how much you can save in taxes during your retirement with your IRA and 401k, thanks to the defensive tax planning strategies from Thrive Financial Services. Of course, everyone's situation is different, but if you have an IRA or 401k, learn how much money you can save with a free IRA and 401k analysis. This free analysis can be done over the phone or video conference. Call to schedule your free analysis now at 215 987-2450. Remember, it's not how much you make, it's how much you keep. Call David and Karen Bazaar and Brett Elam of Thrive Financial Services to get your free IRA and 401k analysis. Call 215-987-2450. That's 215-987-2450 for Thrive Financial Services. You're listening to The Fix with Ryan Rothstein, live from the PropSwap studios of AM 1490 Sports Betting Radio. Prop swap that ticket and cash in while the odds have improved. Once again, here's Ryan. Half hour down, plenty of time remaining. Live in the PropSwap studios, welcome back everyone to The Fix. I'm your host, Ryan Rothstein, alongside Luke Pergandy, founder of PropSwap, as he joins me every Monday night live in the Prop Swap Studios, and it's 10.30, and we have another Eagles overreaction Monday, I think. I, I, I don't know. I don't know what to call it anymore, and I think we have our Eagles insider, John McMullen, on line one. John, are you with us? I, uh, I can hear you. Hopefully you can hear me. Oh, we can hear you loud and clear. Um, so welcome back, buddy. Uh, hope you had a good weekend. I'm sure it was busy. And... Um, where do we start? I'll, I'll let you take the lead here, man. I, I'm out of questions. I mean, <laughs> you talk about you talk about this game, and the Eagles didn't look terrible, but um, I, I don't know what to think anymore, and we'll get into that in a few minutes. But what's your lead reaction comment from the game? Well, I, I mean, I don't think it's the worst thing in the world to lose at Pittsburgh any season. We know the history of that franchise and what they've been since uh, – um, Really, since 1968, you got to go back to Chuck Knoll. They've had three head coaches over that span. They've all won Super Bowls. Obviously, the latest incarnation, Ben Roethlisberger, you saw him. He's back. Um, he's going to be in the Hall of Fame, and he just made a play at the end of the game. He, he recognized the Eagles' coverage, adjusted multiple receivers uh, at the line of scrimmage, took advantage uh, of what, the Eagles were attempting to do defensively and essentially won the football game. So, you know, I, I've explained it. You know, everybody wants to blame Nate Gary. We all know this fan base hates Nate Gary. We all know he's not uh, the best player in the world. 
But sometimes you you really got to tip your cap to the other team. And this is one of those times. And I think that was the narrative. You know, I was in Pittsburgh. It was the narrative post-game. Uh, it was the narrative today with Doug Peterson, both uh, on his radio show, his radio spot, and in his press conference. I, I mean, it, you know, the other team has good players, too, and, and a Hall of Fame player uh, caught you. And... So I, I'm not going to overreact to that point. I, I think it was uh, the best game the Eagles have played offensively in a long time. Uh, and the issue remains, you know, complimentary football. When the offense is playing well, the defense isn't, and vice versa. And it, the Eagles got to um, figure that out. And it's, it's, you know, they have some time. That's been one of our themes. They have some time because they're in a bad division, and it becomes, if anything, even easier because Cowboys have lost Dak Prescott. So even though they fell out of first place long term, they still have time to figure this thing out. That's That, I think, is one of the most confusing aspects of this team this season, and it's really been applied to the past two seasons minimum. Um they're not a very good football team. They're below 500. They have a tie against the Cincinnati Bengals. But once again, the division is essentially theirs for the taking, especially after the Dak injury. So I think fans are just confused. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, I, I, the expectations are always high, and that's what happens when you have success and you go back to Super Bowl 52 uh, and it became – the new normal, which I think was one of the few times that maybe Doug has kind of shot himself in the foot. <laughs> it's not easy to be the Patriots and, and be a significant Super Bowl contender uh, for two decades straight. It doesn't happen very often for obvious reasons. Uh, and now the Patriots are starting to see the other side of that fence. Uh, and it becomes difficult to get to that level each and every year. And it's the Eagles have had significant injury issues, and they're probably going to continue because I'm not hearing good things about Lane Johnson. Um, and when you want a second opinion, well, what does that mean, guys? That means you didn't like the first opinion. Mm. So that pretty much, even though I, I can't tell you officially yet, it'll probably be tomorrow, but it's not going to be good. Um, what does that so mean? He, Can you tell us as much as you – is he out for the year or just a month, or what do you think? Uh, well, he's going to be out for a, a while. Uh, don't know if it's season-ending, and he's getting, that's why he's getting second opinion. Uh, and it's going to be with um, Dr. Robert Anderson, who's the uh, sort of the go-to guy when it comes to foot and ankle injuries in the NFL. Uh, and he's one of the Packers team physicians, so. That's who he's going to. That's never a good sign. Uh, and, and the second opinion part of it is never a good sign. So, um, But, you know, miracles do happen. I, I just wouldn't count on that. And, and I think when you look at the end of the Pittsburgh game and think about it, you know, it's Jason Kelsey and four other guys. Eighty percent of this projected offensive line, which was going to be the strength of this team offensively, is gone. And, yeah, that's tough to deal with. It, it really is. And that's not an excuse. I mean, that's no, reality. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know any team in this league that could survive losing 80% of their starters on the offensive line. And right there, I mean, that if you want to start with what's wrong, you know, the sexy part of it is to criticize Carson Wentz. We talked about Nate Gary. Um Fans can't stand him for whatever reason. Um, hey, man, when you lose that that kind of talent on the offensive line, and, and remember, they didn't have a bad offensive line. They had a top-five offensive line. Yep. And you're losing an all-pro in Brandon Brooks. You're losing uh, a former first-round pick in Andre Dillard. You're losing a, a future Hall of Famer in Jason Peters, and now – you're going to probably be without another all-pro level player in Lane Johnson. And, oh, by the way, Isaac Samalo as well. So it's not even 80%. You can add a tick on because you have Jason Peters as well, who was plan B. 
uh, after the injury started to to pile up. So, I mean, that's just devastating. It is, and it's very difficult to overcome all of that at one specific position or area, I should say, uh, on your team, on the football team. Miles Sanders, and I want to get into Carson Wentz and Travis Fogham in a second, Um, but Miles Sanders only had 11 carries, and I'm not one of these people, John, but for the people out there that are, uh, I've heard a lot of fans say he did not get the ball enough, uh, despite the Eagles losing and having to throw and the offensive line issues. So what can you um, speak to regarding that statement? Yeah, no, I, I don't think it was an issue, and I'll, I'll, I'll tell you why. I, I mean, it, Miles had, uh, I think, 80 yards on 11 carries. Yep, um, two touchdowns. Uh, and 74 yards was on one play. Yeah. Uh, so, you know, if you do the math, that's six yards on 10 carries. So it wasn't tremendously successful. Um, and then you're, you're behind 31-14 in the game, and at that point, you know, the running game's off the table. It just is. You're trying to catch up. And to the Eagles' credit, by the way, they did. And they had an opportunity to take the lead with the Jake Elliott 57-yard field goal. I mean, that goes in, and that just missed. I mean, just missed. Yeah. Why right? Uh, they're winning that game 32-31. So when, when the running game went away, and it wasn't effective, and I know people, you know, people are going to look at the splash play, and yeah, that was great. It, it, it shows you the explosiveness of Miles Sanders, but the consistency wasn't there, and a lot of that had to do with that offensive line. They're just not a, a good run-blocking offensive line at this stage. Uh, so a lot of it had to do with that. It wasn't effective. Um Again, they're getting nothing from the backup running backs. Uh, Corey Clement, another poor game. Whiffing on blitz pickup. Austin Scott not doing anything. And, and just from the mayor, I mean, you got to be realistic about this. You can talk about run, run, run. You're down 31-14 in the NFL. You're not going to run the football. You're going to try to throw it and get back in the game. And the Eagles got back in the game. And by the way, you saw a new star in Travis Fulgham. <laughs> yeah. It worked. Yeah, yeah, John, this is Luke Perganda. I think you're right about the the Miles Sanders. Like he just, we weren't running the ball well. Um, so to keep giving him the rock when you're down that many points, I I think you're right. You know, he he busted one, but uh, overall the running game was not working yesterday. What are your thoughts on Zach Ertz? Like, is this was there any uh, possibility that Howie could be trying to not be? involving Ertz so he's not as expensive this offseason like one catch for six yards against a, a Steelers defense that you know is is not excellent against the pass like Fulgham had a nice day like where was where was Ertz yeah it, it's interesting I mean typically since Doug has been here I will say how he is not going to get involved with game planning or anything of that nature so it, it's not I wouldn't say it's any conspiracy. He wasn't uh, typically, uh, you know, Doug always says, and this was back when Alshon was healthy, his game planning started with 86 and 17, he would always say, which is Zach Ertz and Alshon Jeffrey. Um, So when Zach Ertz is there, uh, typically he's number one or number two uh, as far as getting the football to. Uh, He had... kind of tweaked the game plan a little bit because they saw something um, with Pittsburgh and, and, and Fulgham was going to be a big part of it. And I got to tell you, it, it surprised me. It surprised, I think, everybody. It certainly surprised the Steelers. I mean, because the history of this organization in, in the Doug Peterson era, I mean, they don't let young receivers do much. Uh, even when they got Golden Tate, they didn't let him do do much. And they would always talk about, well, he's got to learn the offense and he's got to learn different positions as a veteran player. And forget about the production. I mean, the production was unbelievable. But they were lining Travis up all over the field. They had him as a wingback. 
<laughs> you know, he, he was playing X, he was playing Z, he was in the slot. It was just weird. And it worked. Um, so, I, I mean, part of it was desperation. But there is some, something going on with Zach Hurts, but I think it's more from Zach's side of the fence. Uh, he's upset because he, he, he's, he didn't get an extension. Um, he didn't get a tweak, even a tweak of his contract. And it's clearly weighing on him. Uh, and he's not playing like himself. And you see the one Carson Wentz interception that everybody just jumped all over Carson. That was Zach's fault. Yes, I was. mean, he got bumped. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he got bumped by Vince Williams, and he just gave up on the route. Yeah. And I, I got to tell you, I haven't seen him do that since he's been here. So, I, I mean, uh, they weren't effective getting him the football. He wasn't part of the game plan, at least a bigger part of the game plan as it typically is. Uh, but I think that was opponent-driven for whatever reason. As I said, the Eagles saw something, uh, and it proved to be right. Uh, however, uh, he's just not playing well. And i got to tell you, that's something I didn't think I'd be saying uh, at this stage, even with the contract issues. I thought Zach was the type of guy who would just you know, focus in and, and, and just move forward and, and perhaps, you know, understanding he might have to say goodbye after the season, but I I, I didn't see this coming. I got to be honest. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you know, selfishly for Zach, like if you want to get the max deal you can get, like you got to start pumping your stats up. I realize that you're upset with Howie and upset with the organization for not giving you an extended contract. I get it. You've won a Super Bowl. You, you arguably deserve that, that money. Well, the counterpoint to that would be you don't get to get free agent money if you're not a free agent. So you don't get to compare yourself to other guys who tested the free agent market because you're not doing that. Like you are still a member of the Philadelphia Eagles, so you don't get to require, you don't get to be compensated like a free agent if you're not a free agent yet. Um, but you know, selfishly, like I, I think Zach should probably start playing harder because he wants to get paid this off season. That's that's the way to do it. Yeah, I don't necessarily think it's a playing harder type thing. I, I think it's, you know, Zach's always going to play harder. I think he's just carrying it. Uh, I think it's, you know, clouding his mind a little bit, uh, and, it, and it's kind of affected his focus. Uh, that's a guy, you know, I, I think and Zach Prescott's a perfect example of this. I never criticize players for using what leverage they have, and typically – you know, when the guaranteed money in your contract is up and you're still a star-level player, typically, and you see this all the time, and how he's done it in the past, most recently with Jason Kelsey, um, you tweak the deal. And, and sometimes it's just guaranteeing um, the rest of the money on the original contract um, or something of that nature. I, I, I you know, my best guess, and it, it's a little bit more than a guess, but uh, when you garner and you talk to people around the league, I, Zach played in that playoff game against the Seahawks with a lacerated kidney and a broken rib. Uh, and uh, I think he feels like that's what he gave this organization, and the organization has not appreciated it. Yeah, um, and that's from his camp. That's the thought, and that's the problem, and, and that's where this all stems from. And uh, again, a player who has performed. Remember, he's going to be the all-time leading receiver in Philadelphia Eagles history at some point this season. I, I mean, he's going to pass Harold Carmichael. Um, and it's a different era. It's easier to do, but it still shows you how impactful uh, he's been to this organization and what he gave this organization when they needed it. And nobody, and I got to tell you, nobody. I talked to two doctors leading up to that game. Said no way he should play that game. Absolutely no way. Nobody thought he'd play. And he got out there and he played. And I don't blame him for being upset. 
I got to be honest. Yeah, it's it's a tough situation, and I I understand both sides of you know the line of thinking there regarding the Ertz situation, and hopefully um, it gets worked out, and hopefully Ertz can continue to be the guy that we know he's capable of being on the field because he's always that guy off it. That's for sure. Uh, NFL Eagles insider John McMullen. Be sure to follow him on Twitter at JF McMullen. So staying on the offense before I ask you one or two about the defense, John. Let's talk about Travis Fulgham, right? I mean, 10 catches, 13 targets, 152 yards, bailed the offense out. And I don't want to say bailed Carson out because that's implying that he wasn't doing anything, but Carson had a solid day. Talk about Fulgham and and what he was able to do, and can he be a legitimate piece in this offense moving forward? Well, he was great yesterday. I mean, legitimately great. And, I, I, you know, he was arguably the best receiver in the entire NFL. I know pro football focus hasn't played enough, but he would be the number one ranked receiver in the entire NFL uh, by their grading scale, uh, which is essentially two games. So it's obviously a very small sample size, uh, but he's playing with tremendous confidence. He's doing things you haven't seen from an Eagles receiver really in a long time, probably since – Alshon was um, early in his career here and healthier. Uh, he's going up. He's high point in the football. Um, he's, again, playing with confidence. He's going over the middle of the field. He's, uh, he is making things easier for Carson Wentz. You know, if John Hightower did his job, we'd be talking like Carson Wentz has turned the corner because mm-hmm. uh, there are a couple deep throws. Uh, that the Eagles would have had uh, to John Hightower. One, he Nelson Aguilar did, and I should say <laughs> Eagles Nelson Eagles Nelson Aguilar, not Raiders Nelson Aguilar, since yeah. Nelson has gotten out of Philadelphia. But even the other one, which people blamed on, on Carson, again, similar with Zach, you know, John didn't run through that football. I, I, I thought that was a good throw, and if 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 he would have tracked it earlier, tracked it better, that would have been a completion. Um, and, and those would have been two huge plays uh, that would have really made Carson's stats look better. So I, I thought it was the best game of the year for Wentz, and, and a lot of that had to do with Fulgham. Yeah. <laughs> we, you know, he got here on August 20th, and now you're saying this is the week, okay, you know, now Alshon's over the illness. He's supposed to be back in practice. And I don't want to take Travis Fulgham off the field until he stops playing well. And maybe he does. He probably does. But, man, I, he, you gotta you got to leave him on the field. You can't just say, okay, we don't believe in you, and we're going to go back to the veteran coming off Liz Frank surgery. i I gotta, I got to ride this hot hand. I really do. I don't want the old guy on the field. I want the young guy on the field. I'm with you. And after four weeks of being so desperate and begging for anything, there we are now. And, and it's deserving. And we'll see what happens moving forward regarding the receivers and the offense. And unfortunately, we don't have a ton of more time to get into Carson and the rest of the offense. I want your thoughts on the defense. Well, real John. quick, Ryan, yeah, go i got to contradict myself. Okay. I do want Deshaun, the old guy on the field. I want the young guy. John Hightower off the field. So okay. I'm going to pull a Doug Peterson and contradict myself. <laughs> That's fine. I mean, it, it, it all applies to certain things. You know, it's not universal. <laughs> so uh, let's let's switch to the defense, John, as we have another three or four minutes before we let you go. Uh, Jim Schwartz, once again, getting crushed. And that's just routine <laughs> here in Philadelphia. So uh, what are your thoughts? Yeah, I mean, I, I, again, and everybody, I mean everybody, from Ben himself to Doug to Rodney McLeod uh, to Chase Claypool, everybody explained down to the most minute detail what went on on that play. And it was Ben Roethlisberger. And at, at some point, I mean, I realize you're provincial, but at some point, you got to look on the other side of the line of scrimmage and say, okay, that guy's pretty good. So not only, you know, the Eagles had been, when the Steelers would spread out and, and 
have nobody in the backfield. The Eagles would essentially be playing man-to-man. Uh, he was expecting a blitz, and all of a sudden they show uh, cover two, a cover two look, which, which ended up being quarters covered. So Ben saw it, the line of scrimmage. He adjusted. He told three different receivers what they had to do to the minute detail from a play they've never run from that formation before. Uh, and, he, and, he, and he had Juju Smith-Schuster uh, run uh, a, a, a more pronounced out route to take Rodney McLeod out to the middle of the field. Other side, he told the receivers the same thing. Uh, and then you had Claypool, uh, who you know basically is already in the Hall of Fame as a rookie thanks to this game. Uh, right in the middle of the field with Nate Gary. And it was interesting. The one guy who, who kind of figured it out was Nikel Roby Coleman, who was telling Nate Gary, you got to get some depth on your, on, on this coverage because he's coming right down the scene. And Roddy didn't get over in time and game over, essentially. But, uh, you know, it, it, it's like you saw on, um, Sunday Night Football, Russell Wilson again in the last second coming back to win Seattle again. It's the same thing. You know, Minnesota played well. Sometimes you got to tip your cap to the other guy because he's just really, really good. And that's what happened in the Eagles game. Ben's just really, really good. Not a lot of quarterbacks can sit at the line of scrimmage and impart that kind of information with the play clock clicking down. There's not a lot of guys who can do that. He, he's and a, you're talking he's about Peyton thing. Manning's, right. Tom Brady's. Those are the quarterbacks you're talking about. It's it's rare air. It's an elite uh, type of quarterback that are able to do those things, and Big Ben's one of them. So we're going to continue to dissect that game, that loss yesterday to the Pittsburgh Steelers, and the Eagles seemed like they made some progress, but progress ain't good enough in this town, uh, Mr. John McMullen. So we'll dive no, into uh, Carson and, Wentz. And Baltimore is coming in. Oh, oh it's going to be ugly. Yeah. And the Eagles are seven-and-a-half-point underdogs. <laughs> That's kind of low. <laughs> yeah? Lee yeah, it is, kinda, it is kind of low. That's that. a good team. That's yeah. a top-five talented team. Yeah. It certainly is. Uh, John has his show right here on AM 1490. Every Saturday morning from 10 a.m. to 11 a.m., John writes for phillyvoice.com, so be sure to check out his articles there, as well as Sports Illustrated at si.com. Plenty more to get into every night right here for your football fix with NFL insider Johnny Mack. John McMullen, thank you as always, my friend. All right, thank you, guys. Appreciate it. Yep, appreciate you. There he is, John McMullen.